Welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series, which can be heard on VHHA.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Remember the Virginia Audio Collective and the Family Podcast Network. And we're on the radio each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, 107.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia, and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM in Richmond. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. On this episode, we're happy to be joined by Holly Stevens, a community health worker at Centera Healthcare, Centera Norfolk General Hospital. Holly works with Foresight, which is the hospital-based violence intervention program in place at the hospital. She joins us today to talk about her work, her experience with the program, and more. And with that brief introduction, welcome to the program, Holly. Good afternoon. Well, thanks for being with us, Holly. Let's start with some background information just for the benefit of our listeners. Sentara has been a leader in providing hospital services to victims of community violence in Virginia. Through the VHHA Foundation, that work is supported by the grant-funded Virginia Hospital-Based Violence Intervention Collaborative Program, which provides clinical and post-clinical support services to community violence victims. These HVIP programs are in operation at several hospitals in Hampton Roads and Richmond, and they're an example of how Virginia hospitals are leading efforts to reduce gun violence in the communities they serve. In fact, participating hospitals have achieved a significant reduction in re-injury rate for program participants. And so with that little bit of background, Holly, I wonder if you could tell us more about Foresight, the HVIP program at Centera Norfolk General Hospital, the work it does, and the types of patients that it serves. Okay, the work we do here, we provide services for patients with injuries as a result in the community to community violence, which means we see gunshot wound victims, we see staffs and physical assaults. And the services provided to those patients as well as their families start with like mental health services, referral for job training, assistance with GED completions, referral for housing, monthly support groups, and we have assistance with applying for Medicaid or any type of medical insurance they may need. And we can accompany them to therapy and medical appointments. We provide transportation as well as the other therapy appointments they have. Food resources, we do have that. And we do also do some crisis intervention, and we assist with the Virginia Victims Fund application. We can help them fill that out, complete it, and we also have notaries here on board on our team, and we can notarize it for the patient right here in the hospital to get that process going a little bit quicker, and we do have great outcomes with that. And we are advocacy to our patients if they have to go any law issues that they may have, legal advice that they may have, and we assist them in obtaining like certain identification because a lot of them lose their identification cards during the process of being hurt out in the community. And we just try to partner with as many um, community partners to provide any type of resource that we think that the patients may need. Do you wish you could focus on practicing medicine without all the distractions? Covaris is here to help. As a leader in medical professional liability insurance with more than 45 years experience, Covaris provides insurance protection with data-driven predictive modeling to help you mitigate the risk of claims. By combining insurance protection with risk analytics services, you can reduce distractions and focus on improving clinical, operational, and financial outcomes. Covaris is reinventing what you should expect from your medical professional liability provider. Find out all Covaris can offer you at Covaris.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-Y-S.com. Insurance products issued by Medical Professional Mutual Insurance Company and its insurance subsidiaries, Boston, Massachusetts. 
And I appreciate you sharing that that overview that gives us a good sense of the types of support services. Uh, many of these, from what you've discussed, are post-care services. So they're support services after initial care has been rendered, wraparound services, if you will. And we mentioned that statewide, the participating hospitals in the HVIP collaborative have had a considerable uh, reduction in re-injury rate for program participants. I wonder if you could tell us, Holly, about how long the HVIP program has been in place at Centera Norfolk General, uh, how many patients it's served so far, and what some of the key achievements or successes of the program have been, whether it's in terms of reduction of re-injury rate or, or other positive outcomes for patients who have been program participants. Okay, so the program has been at Centera since 2020, and actually we started right at the middle of when the pandemic hit. So we started seeing patients April 1st, so the pandemic in the hospital has shut down. So from there, the amount of patients we have seen, I mean, they've been coming in. So the numbers have been up over time. It is 2022 now. So we have now seen well over a 1,000 patients. So it kind of like breaks it down with it. We may see one patient a day over the last couple of years. On the weekends, sometimes it gets a little bit where we may have one or more patients that may become injured. And so, you know, here we just try to um, keep up with the, you know, providing them the services that they need here at the hospital. And what do you think the benefits of this program are for patients, whether it's a reduced re-injury rate or, you know, they go on to uh, lead productive lives? What are some of the, the positive stories or outcomes that you might be able to share about the successes of the program? The most positive stories is building a rapport with the patient, you know, when they hear at the hospital and they are ecstatic about knowing that the hospital does have a program to care about how they're being taken care of here at the hospital and being like an advocate for the patients while they're here in the hospital. I mean, they seem to really like the fact that someone is at their bedside coming to see them and being personal with them while they're here in the hospital. And building the rapport with them, it helps them say and come out and be able to respond to someone that they never thought that they would respond to and be able to talk about the incident and how they could get back into the community and get back to the norm. Because with us providing the emotional support at the bedside and also letting them know that we could provide services for them once they leave the hospital, they are extremely happy to learn that we have this program in place here at Centera Norfolk General Hospital. And some of my success stories would be just the other day, I had an incident, one of my team members asked me to see a patient of hers while she was out. I just happened to come in that morning. I said, well, let me call him to see if he's going to make it to his appointment. I called him. He was sitting home. He said, I don't think I'm going to make it to my appointment because he did not have transportation. I jump right into crisis mode for him and say, okay, call over to the clinic, see if they still see you. I was able to provide a cab ride ASAP to pick him up, and I was able to leave the hospital and go meet him at his appointment and also talk about some other services that he may need. He was happy to get the transportation to the clinic and back home. And then I was able to talk to him about other things that probably was going on, like employment, like him trying to go back to school or any other thing that he thought that would help him during the process of him healing. 
Well, I appreciate you sharing that anecdote. That's a great example of you stepping up and going above and beyond to get involved to support a patient. So uh, that's a great story. And I, I imagine that's just one example of, of the countless examples that are out there of how you and, and other folks who are community health workers or others who are involved in these HRIP programs are really getting engaged and rolling up their sleeves to support patients after they've been impacted by community violence. So we are recording this episode in conjunction with Gun Violence Awareness Month, which is in June. The CDC recently shared some new statistics indicating a growth in U.S. firearm deaths between 2019 and 2020 and widening disparities based on ethnicity and socioeconomic status. In particular, the data shows that firearms were involved in 79% of all homicides and 53% of all suicides in 2020. And against the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic, which, as you mentioned, Holly, the program at, at Centera started during the pandemic, Against that backdrop, nationally, there's been a historic increase of 35% in the firearm homicide rate, resulting in the highest firearm homicide rate in more than 25 years. So beyond HVIP and the work it's doing with patients at Centera, tell us a little bit more. I know that Centera does things in recognition of Gun Violence Awareness Month and Gun Violence Awareness Day, wearing orange, things of that sort. Tell us about what activities uh, Centera does that, that you may be a part of as it relates to addressing gun violence beyond, you know, what we've talked about so far, which is, you know, the direct patient care and then support services after their treatment. You did mention about the Gun Violence Awareness Day because, you know, we actually are going to get ready to do that on June 3rd. So, you know, that'll be big. But other than that, we actually, like here in the hospital, we go to the orientation of the new hospital hires. You know, we make them aware that we do have this program here in the hospital and that they can put in consults and referrals, you know, as they come on board as new employees. And so we go around to the units and make them aware how we're here in the hospital and they can meet up with us and see our team and see what we do here in the hospital. And a lot of people are like, oh, wow, you know, you are really doing a good job. When we see you, they feel kind of like they build a rapport with us, like peer support to the team here in the hospital. And I kind of think that that's good. And my background is I've been here at Center almost 32 years and I've worked in trauma over 30 something years. So I have a lot of rapport with a lot of the managers and the case managers that work here in the hospital, as well as the nurses and the doctors. So a lot of them feel very comfortable with me being on this team and being a part of the trauma service where I worked in trauma for 30-something years. Well, clearly you have the experience to do the job that you're doing, and it sounds like you are doing it very well. And also good to hear that there is that connection between departments you mentioned, you know, new employee orientation, uh, that education component. And that's great to hear that this is not something that's just occurring in a silo, but it's something that is being shared with the team across the hospital so that people know if they have patients who might benefit from services that the HVIP program can provide or offer or link people to, that they should refer them to you. So it's good to hear that that kind of communication is occurring. Before we let you go, Holly, it's a tradition on the podcast that we ask each of our guests a few personal questions to give our listeners a bit of a sense of who they are beyond the work that they do. To keep things interesting, we give you the opportunity to choose from a list of 10 mystery questions, and then we will ask you the questions corresponding to the selections you make. So if you would, Please pick two numbers between 1 and 10, and I'll ask you the questions that go with those numbers. Oh, wow. 2 and 8. All right. 2 and 8. 
Question number two is, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself occupied? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? I would like the, the Wizard of Oz. You have to see the Wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. You find the ears of Wizard of Oz, if ever a Wizard was. If ever, oh, ever a Wizard was, the Wizard of Oz is one because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. I do like Mary J. Blige. Okay. The Queen of Hip Hop Soul. Yes. Well, I appreciate you sharing those picks with us. And then the other number you selected was eight. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight is tell me one memory from your life that whenever you think of it, it makes you smile. Oh, wow. When I had my daughter. And how, how old is your daughter now? She's 30. She'll be, she's 35. Okay. So a memory from a ways back, but still a happy one. Yes. Well, I appreciate you sharing a few minutes with us today, Holly. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, Holly Stevens, with Centera Healthcare, Centera Norfolk General Hospital, for being with us today to talk about the hospital-based violence intervention program at that hospital. So thank you, Holly. Thank you so much. Thank you.